The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday and taking an opportunity to take a few minutes out of your day in God's Word. Uh, We're glad you're with us as we are working what we call our Source of Truth podcast. We believe the Bible is the source of truth in a day and age where everybody has their own truth. We do not believe there are multiple truths. There's one. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what we look at today. And the Word of God is that source of truth. If you're looking for us, uh, obviously you found us. Uh, but we are also not only on Facebook, the church's Facebook account and my Facebook account, but church's YouTube channel. If you prefer to watch us that way, you can subscribe there. So when these go live or when these are published, you'll get notified if you want that. You can also listen to it in the audio format. And we have an audio podcast. So you look up on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google, and um, Amazon. You can look us up under Source of Truth podcast. Uh, my either my name's on it or my picture's on it, depending what platform you're on, and you'll be able to see it. And that's just about a ten to twelve minute devotional, Monday through Friday, walking through the Word of God. We're walking through the book of Matthew, the life of Christ, uh, through Matthew's Gospel, and we're looking at Matthew chapter nineteen. That, without a doubt, one of the most controversial subjects today, uh, in church or in life, and that is the topic of marriage. Uh, actually, marriage and divorce is the question. So let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to a region of Judea beyond Jordan, and a great multitude followed him and beheaded him there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, is it, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? So let me just start off with this thing. There is no doubt in my mind that pretty much all of us have some connections, been influenced or affected somewhat by divorce. Either you have experienced a divorce or you are related or know somebody close to you that has. Uh, There's no easy way to have a conversation about this. The whole scenario was uncomfortable. It it affects a lot of people. I will say this, um, a lot of times people look and say, you know, there's a problem, they get angry, they begin to judge those who have been through it. Um, I hope that we all realize that no matter what background we come from, Jesus forgives, Jesus loves, we keep moving forward. So whether wherever you stand in this position, may we all never allow it to stop us and keep moving forward for Jesus. Uh, and if you were to come to our church and that's part of your background, that that's part of your background. That's not something that you know doesn't allow you in. And, and most churches should uh, should agree with that. I say that way. Here's the thing we would run into, and I would say as a pastor, I've done a lot of marriage counseling, um, and one of the things that I've seen is that there's an interesting question here. First of all, what we're reading here is the the spiritual so-called leaders trying to test Jesus. They're trying to trick him up. Uh, so they ask the question. They don't ask the question, can they be divorced? They say, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? They knew that was not true. And some of the religious leaders of the day did believe you could for any reason. I want to remind you of something that is intriguing about this, when it says for a man to divorce his wife for any reason. If you remember, this, what we're reading takes place historically in the Middle East, Israel and the Middle East, um, with the same, if not more aggressive, Middle Eastern policies that those countries have today. Many of them, the woman is very much downgraded. Jesus, anytime you get Christianity engaged and Jesus engaged, the value of the woman increases, uh, but the outside religious world doesn't. So here's the problem. In, that, in this day and age, a woman could not 
make buy her own homes, could not take care of herself. She was relegated to be cared for by a husband. And so if a husband were to divorce the wife, he can move on, but she can't. Um, there's a lot of complications with that. There's a lot of difference in freedom. So uh, there's a lot more to the question being asked here than fits today. Um, so let's go, let's go dig down a little deeper and see what Jesus says, and we'll, we'll unpack this real quick. So verse 4, and he answered, said to them, Have you not read that he who made them from at the beginning made them male and female? And he said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. The simple premise, that's God's plan. Uh, I don't think that's a controversy. I don't think it's a judgmental comment. That's God's plan. God's plan is that you find the one he has for you, you get married, and you spend your life with them. Again, no judgment to those that didn't happen to, but that's God's original plan. Life living in a sinful, broken world makes that complicated, but that was the original plan. But what I want you to see is what God does is he goes back and he takes a minute and he defines what marriage is. Before talking about divorce, let's define marriage. The first thing he said, we will notice this, we won't go a lot of time on it. He says, in the beginning, God made them male and female. He is defining marriage. There's been a lot of question about the church's view on marriage today and whether the Bible says other kinds of marriage are wrong. Here's what we see. Every time God defines marriage, it's between a man and a woman. That's not a judgmental, that's not a hateful comment. It's just the way God designed it. And we see that right here in the passage. He said, now here's the, more, here's the next step. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, the two should become one flesh. I find it intriguing that it says a man leave his father and mother, but not a woman leaving his father and mother. Women are quicker to leave everything to embrace the marriage. Men have a tendency to still want to go home to mom or still want to do things the way mom did it. You have to leave that. You have to set aside the other relationships in your life so that you can make this relationship with your spouse what it needs to be. If you're always saying, my mom did this or we did this, no. I think when you come to marriage, you have three different mar- you have three different aspects. You've got what I came with my home, what my wife came in with her home, and what we're going to do to create new things in our new home. It's not me gaining, you know, it's, you know when, when my kids get married, it won't be me gaining a son-in-law be them getting married. I'll gain a son-in-law, but it's not about me. When it's when somebody gets married, it's about that couple creating a brand new family. And the only way we're going to do is when we're able to leave all the other things and that means setting out our own ambitions, our own desires, and we're just, we're, what can the two of us do? How can the two of us honor God in this? There's a oneness in marriage. And by the way, if you focus a lot of your attention on the oneness in marriage, uh, divorce rates will go down. We are so much about, I want to get from my marriage. And if, and if I don't get from my marriage what I want, then I'm out of it. Uh, and that's where a lot of marriages end today, that things aren't going the way I want and they walk out. The younger generation is really afraid to get married now because they're afraid to commit so much to something and then this partner just walk away. It's not easy, but it is what God said, stick it out. So here's, then he continues though. He, just, he defines what marriage is in verse seven. They said to him, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and put her away? And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. First of all, Moses did not command, as they said. Moses gave a permission if this something were to happen. Verse 9, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. Uh, The simple premise was there's one exception in that scenario uh, for divorce. Um, and that scenario, and they should be able to move on. Now, a lot of this had to do with the fact that the wife 
uh, was in other levels of, in, in, you know, the wife had gone out of prostitution or other types of, of uh, inappropriate relationships and the husband can then step away. He's saying, so in those scenarios where that's been broken, there was some freedom. But again, it was given for the hardness of the heart. Now, let me again tell you where we're going with this. This, was, this is not to look and see anybody who's participating in this is evil. This is what it is. This was God's original design, and the sinful nature and, and sinful man make it complicated. Uh, there's a lot of things in our life, our design. God designed me. God's got a plan for me. God's designed church. And then we we mess it up, right? We all do uh, because we're sinful. We have our sinful nature. So don't don't ever look. at See, Satan wants us to take any time things don't work out the way God designed it or the way we wanted it to, and he wants us to feel miserable about it. I encourage you to embrace, okay, this is my past. What's the future? So the key here is really more about where Jesus is saying, Listen, my design is that you would stay together forever. That's the ultimate design. I don't think anybody would argue that point. And when it doesn't happen, all right, well, then move forward in the Lord. How do you move forward in the Lord and still honor him in that? Uh, the picture later, all, later is talked about the idea that in Ephesians that um, the church is like the bride of Christ. Jesus is, is, the, is the husband of the church, and he sacrifices for it. And you go to Ephesians 6, there's a lot that talks about how to make marriage work, and you can't even put it in this time. The passage we're looking about is really kind of a different topic to deal with. Uh, but we look at this, and it, it, you have, really, if you want to talk less about divorce and more about marriage, that's where I would go with how to make this work. I guess I would say this. Don't walk into marriage with the idea that if not, if everything doesn't turn out the way I want to, I'm going to get out. If you walk into a marriage saying, if things aren't perfect, I'm gone, you'll walk out. You walk into a job saying, if my boss treats me weird, I'm out. You go to a church, if someone doesn't, if someone's not nice to me, I'm out. If you're always looking for a way out, you will always find a way out. You need to go into marriage committing to the person you gave to and, to the, and make it happen to the best of your ability. And if somehow it doesn't, then you move forward in honoring God. But that should be the goal of the generation getting married, committing their lives to that other person and allowing God to work you through the good and bad days. Well, I know this, this topic is not always the easiest to talk about. Appreciate you listening to this. Um, and uh, that's one of the things of going through verse by verse through Scripture. You deal with every topic out there. And uh, I hope that this was a help. I hope that we learned a little bit and we're just reminded of God's plan, God's love, and God's love even when things don't turn out the way we want them to. We do appreciate the privilege we have to be part of your day. I hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, and uh, continue with us as we continue to study through the book of Matthew. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.